Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, June the, I think today's the 10th, really. I'm not kind of paying much attention. I think June 10th today. Uh, wherever you are, when this finds you, uh, wherever, however, uh, I wish you God's love, God's grace, God's goodness, God's mercy, uh, you know, and just a, a sense of God's nearness to you today on this beautiful day. Okay, and so we uh, continue through Matthew's Sermon on the Mount. Of course, we're going to be doing that for a while. So get used to those words from me. Hope that uh, that's okay with you. Uh, And we are going to expound today on yesterday's gospel. Yesterday set the framework for today, I suspect tomorrow. And were we to read the gospel on Saturday then too. So uh, let's break open God's word and, uh, and see what uh, God has for us today. Matthew chapter 5, verses 20 to 26, okay? Let's read together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with their brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to their brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, If you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court with them. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge and the judge will hand you over to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, this is is a tough reading. This is one of those that we say, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, but, but, I'm not so sure I want to praise right away because... Jesus is setting the bar incredibly high, and he's doing that on purpose. Now remember, yesterday, and again, I said this at the beginning, yesterday's gospel reading sets the foundation for much of what Jesus is is going to say here. And what he said is, he did not come to abolish the law. That's not it at all. He came to fulfill the law. There won't be a a letter or a part of the letter of the law that would be abolished. But what he's doing here is he's taking the law and pointing to where, or or looking at where it points here. So what, and and so he's using an example. Won't be the only example he uses. Like I said, I didn't read ahead, but I think if I I remember correctly, tomorrow will be another example. Um, But he's using an example of what he means yesterday, today. And what does that example say? Well, the law is this. 
You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to the judgment. Listen, make no bones about it, brothers and sisters. That is a good law. That is a good law. There is nothing wrong with that law. We would never want to abolish that law, would we? Of course not. Jesus is 100% right in saying, why would we abolish that? You shall not kill. Whoever kills will be liable to the judgment. But he's going to say more than that because he's saying, but this is where that points. If all we're saying is we shall not kill another, and we look at that in terms of physically killing, in terms of blood, I think when you and I hear that, every one of us is going to check that off and, and find that we're on the right side of the ledger on that one, right? But Jesus says to us instead, whoever is angry with their brother or sister, whoever's angry with another person, you're liable to judgment. And whoever says to their brother or sister, raka, now we never say raka, we don't even use that word anymore, but what it means is worthless. Whoever says to another, you're worthless, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says to somebody, you fool, you're a fool, you're foolish, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Now, brothers and sisters, I mentioned before, if all we're doing is saying, listen, you shall not kill, and whoever kills is liable to judgment, and we're being honest with ourselves, and we look at ourselves, I think we're going to check that one off, and we're going to be on the right side of the ledger. But if we look at what Jesus is saying, and where he's pointing, and where he's saying the law is pointing in this gospel, that we can't be angry with another, or we can't say aloud or think in our hearts that that person is worthless, or we can't say aloud or think in our hearts that person is a fool. They're foolish. They're, they're, gosh, how dumb can you be? Brothers and sisters, I think if we're honest with ourselves, every one of us are, are guilty of those things, and not just a few times in our lives. We're guilty of those things probably on a daily basis, right? I know I am. And so all of a sudden, I can't check that one off because if I do, if I look at myself, I'm on the wrong side of that ledger. I'm someone who is in need of mercy and forgiveness. And, uh, and I think that's where Jesus starts. He starts his gospel by saying, listen, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the, the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees was, was one of um, keeping the right side of the law, but the law as the example Jesus uses, having not killed anybody, I'm good, therefore I'm fine. And, and going about being self-assured of my own salvation. What need have I of mercy? What need have I of God? What need have I of you and your forgiveness? Because I am already self-justified in the law because the law tells me I am, I have not killed anyone, and therefore I am not liable to judgment. Do you see where Jesus is inviting us? He's inviting us to a place where none of us can hide behind that idea. If 
we are honest with ourselves. Every one of us falls short of what God is inviting us to and where the law points. The heart of the law, the spirit of the law, is that we would not be divided with our brother or sister. And while, yes, murder divides us at the ultimate level, what Jesus is pointing to, what he's saying is anger, jealousy, um, this idea that another is worthless or foolish, all that divides. And, um, and brothers and sisters, then he goes on to say, listen, therefore, therefore, so this is where all this, this leads. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother, your sister has anything against you, leave your gift at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with them. Then come and offer your gift. Okay, my friends. So what is the gift that we bring to the altar? Well, that gift, of course, is ourselves, right? Every time we come for the Eucharist and we present ourselves and our heart uh, and, and we ask for God's coming within us, if on our way to the altar, and every one of us, brothers and sisters, is guilty of this, if on our way we remember we are divided from another, what our God invites us to do is say, hey, before you present yourself, make yourself right with them. We need, brothers and sisters, that forgiveness not only of God, when we are honest and look within and realize that we harbor grudges and we harbor division against one another, which, brothers and sisters, is like breathing in and out for us as humans. If and when we harbor those things, before we present ourselves to God, in the perfect world, we present ourselves to that other person and say, I'm sorry, I've wronged you. I've been angry with you. I've held grudges against you. I've harbored things against you. And I ask your forgiveness. What happens if we don't do that? Otherwise, this is Jesus' words now, otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you'll be thrown in prison and you won't be released till you paid the last penny. Brothers and sisters, otherwise what we do is we put ourselves in prison. The very center of the gospel, not just today's gospel, although that is true too, the very central center of the ministry of Jesus Christ is mercy and forgiveness. First and foremost, thank God, the mercy and forgiveness of our God to us, entering into our shame, entering into our uh, need, right, at, at a base level, that we have not lived this well. And I need God's forgiveness. But once I have experienced that, offering that same gift to other people. Because if we do not, we imprison ourselves. We've heard the the old axiom, don't let the sun go down on your anger, right? Of course we have. Why? Because because it stays there. And that that division that we feel on another, uh, it it just compounds itself. And, And it may be packed down and we may not think of it, but that it just burns within us. That anger that we have for another, I mean, again, you've heard the old cliche. It's like, 
it's like taking, uh, you know, it's, it's like taking poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. It doesn't. It hurts ourselves. That that anger and, and uh, that division, it imprisons us. And our God says, listen, at the very heart of my ministry is mercy and forgiveness. And therefore, it need be at the heart of our ministry because we carry the name Christian. Brothers and sisters, there are times, and, and this is 99% of the time, we present ourselves to the altar and we realize that we are, are divided. And I've not seen anybody get out of the communion line and, and go, and I don't either. But I think it does challenge us. It does challenge us, right? To know when we are divided, how, okay, Lord, in taking your Eucharist, how do you invite me to be one with that other person? And maybe it's a note. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's a text. Maybe it's a call. Maybe it's reaching out to them in person another time. Maybe it's just asking God's blessing on them day by day by day and wishing them well in this world. Maybe some of those people have passed on. Maybe they moved away. Maybe they're, they're in the kingdom now and we'll never get a chance to talk with them. How do we reconcile with them in our hearts? Brothers and sisters, what Jesus is inviting us to, what the law points to, and again, we don't want to abolish it because it's so true. It points to the fact that we live in division. And the only answer to that is forgiveness. First and foremost, our seeing our need for it and falling at the mercy of God, but secondly, giving that gift to the other in our life. You know, our first reading today is so good, and I won't go over it, but I just want to go over parts. It says this. It's, it, Paul's, uh, again, writing a second letter to the Corinthians in, in chapters 3 and 4, but it says, We do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. The work of the Pharisees and, and, and the Sadducees, the scribes, where he says we've got to be more than that. Their righteousness was about themselves. And our righteousness has to preach Jesus Christ as Lord and, and fall at his feet in gratitude for his mercy and forgiveness. But then here's the other part of the first reading that I wanted to point to. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Brothers and sisters, it's only in acknowledging our guilt and acknowledging we may not have killed anyone, but we kill them in our mind and our hearts daily, hourly, minutely. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, which one is truth, but secondly is mercy and forgiveness, there is freedom. And how do we offer that same freedom to them? That is the work of a life, isn't it? But we're invited to it because that's the heart of our gospel. And it's most certainly where the law points today. Let's pray, my friends. And again, let's trust and throw ourselves at the, at the foot of the cross, uh, at the grace and mercy of our God. As we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen, the fourth joyful mystery, the presentation at the temple when Jesus was uh, 40, year, 40 days, 40 years, 40 days old. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, again, I wish you every blessing in this endeavor, and I, and I ask you to pray for me too, that we can be women and men of forgiveness and mercy, know of our own need for it, and be very generous in our extension of it to other people. God's blessing on you Thursday. We'll see you again tomorrow.